Welcome to Women in Chemicals, Woman of the Week. I'm Amelia. And I'm Kylie, and this is Women in Chemicals. And we are joined today by Tara Jacola, a Product Stewardship Specialist Principal at Goodyear. Good afternoon, everyone. Today's episode is sponsored by Young Bunslauer. Young Bunslauer is a world-leading producer of biodegradable ingredients of natural origin. Young Bunslauer helps their customers manufacture healthier, safer, tastier, and more sustainable products. With continuous investments, state-of-the-art manufacturing processes, and comprehensive quality management, they're able to assure outstanding product quality. Young Bunslauer's vision from nature to ingredients commits them to the protection of people and the environment. Great. Thanks, Amelia. So I'll go ahead and kick things off, Tara. Again, thank you for joining us today. Um, if you could, please, we'd super appreciate just a quick you know, introduction. Tell us about yourself, kind of um, either educationally and career-wise, kind of how you got to where you are today with Goodyear. Sure, absolutely. Well, first of all, I just want to say thank you so much for having me. Really looking forward to our conversation. Uh, my name is Tara Jacola, currently with Goodyear Tire and Rubber Company in the role of Product Stewardship Specialist Principal. I've been with Goodyear now for three years. Uh, I hold a Bachelor of Science degree in Biochemistry, and I actually got into this field pretty randomly, I'll say. Uh, so I actually started my uh, PhD at The Ohio State University in Pharmacology and learned real quickly that the lab actually really wasn't for me. So love chemistry, love science, but really needed that, that people skills, you know, really human interaction. So, you know, when I was at Ohio State, I really enjoyed the teaching aspects as well as, you know, all the interaction with, with the different uh, folks around, around the campus. So after I left Ohio State, I actually did a long-term sub position for a year where I actually taught middle school uh, very, very interesting experience. I think, you know, I didn't have my certification at the time, so I was kind of contemplating going back for that. Um, but, but in the middle of that, so after that, that year had ended, I was actually in that summer offered a position at the Lubrizol Corporation. So they are a specialty chemical company, and the position was in their product safety and compliance organization. Never had heard of, of it before, did not know what I was about to get into. So kind of accidentally fell into it and, you know, really learned that, that I love this field. So I started in hazard communication where I was authoring safety data sheets. I was working with suppliers to obtain raw material information. And then I moved to a role in material management and then afterwards into, a, into product stewardship. And so in that role in product stewardship, I was focused on our coatings business and the advanced material side. And it, it was really a neat position, very cross-functional, you know, working with customers, doing customer visits, working with the R&D team on innovation and new molecule development. And then obviously um, after I had left Lubrizol, I, I came to Goodyear and the reason being just commute time. So I had two young kiddos at the time and then uh, decided to move on to a product stewardship position with Goodyear. Wow. Each story that we have in, in these Women of the Week series is so unique and it's so relatable kind of in a way. I transferred from the College of Science and Engineering to business school for very similar reasons at the time. And it's just funny to see that kind of the trajectory that, you know, anyone can take in making these changes. I guess 
Tara, out of curiosity, do you still do anything with teaching today? That is such a unique kind of aspect to your career journey so far. Absolutely. So interesting enough, Kylie, I actually do. So I am, I'm actually on the board of Akron Public Schools. And um, as an advisory member, I act, actually help them, you know, with kind of the, the content and bringing the industry perspective to the schools. So I actually go into the schools and volunteer my time and, you know, bring them kind of real life projects to kind of help help the kiddos understand, you know, what is it's like um, after after they graduate and then also kind of helping them by mentoring them. So I, I kind of kept that, you know, um, school school position kind of in my in the back of my my mind as well. Yeah. That's awesome. I think part of the uh, we did our generation female panel uh, just about a week and a half ago now. And part of that conversation was, is like, how do we pull other folks into the industry? And a lot of that kind of reverted all the way back to our education systems. And it's like, how do we make students aware of the maybe non-lab based activities that occur in the chemicals industry? And how do we make them aware of that early on to let them know that this career path could be for them? And I think that what you're doing helps do just that, right? Yes, hopefully. And, and that, that's kind of my goal. And I think, you know, as the Women in Chem- Chemicals organization, I think, you know, we can continue to put that idea out there and, and hopefully, you know, more of us can continue to, to help the schools out and help mentor kids because I think it, it definitely starts at a young age. It's, it's very important. So yes. Yeah, that's fantastic. Thank you for all that you do and will continue to do that makes me so excited for, you know, students. So thank you. So another question we have for you, Tara, is, you know, just at a trying to understand your experience in the industry itself. So in the roles that you've had, maybe with Lubrizol and Goodyear, um, what has your experience been like as a woman in this industry, you know, maybe compared to teaching or other experiences that you've had? Um, Do you feel as though it is male dominated? Has that been your experience? And how have you made uh, or, or been able to vouch for yourself as a woman in the industry? Sure. So overall, I would say, you know, from from my perspective, um, obviously teaching is pretty female dominated. And I think, you know, coming into to Lubrizol as well as Goodyear, actually, my experience has been that both of my roles were actually female dominated in, in the area that I work in regulatory. Um, however, the rest of the company is really still male dominated for the most part. So, you know, since my role is very cross-functional, there are often days where I'm on conference calls with all men. So even though, you know, internally in my group, it's, it's mainly females, you know, I I'm often working with males. And so I would say, you know, just as ladies, making sure we, we stick together and and continue to help each other out. Um, Obviously, you know, I, I think it's important too, as we, you know, work with others to make sure that um, when we're in meetings with females and males, you know, if it's, it's very common that I think males talk over women, right. Or, you know, kind of dominate the conversation, but, you know, I, I think it's important to actually call some of those things out because I think sometimes with our male counterparts, sometimes they don't understand what they're doing. And sometimes, though, sometimes it might be intentional. Sometimes it actually is unintentional. So, you know, what I found has worked for me is kind of, you know, on the side, you know, after, if, if I've seen a, an experience where maybe, a male kind of, you know, dominated or kind of talk over somebody, you know, I will pull them aside at, at the end of the day and kind of just, Hey, can I give you some feedback, you know, and, and just kind of let them know about, about those situations. And I think as, as females, we need to, to stick together and speak up when, you know, when we see something um, and just having that confidence. And so I would say overall, my experience has been, has been pretty, 
um, pretty good. And, you know, even giving that feedback, sometimes it's pretty hard, but, you know, has been pretty, pretty well taken by, by my male colleagues. So you kind of read my mind. My question was going to be, you know, how is that received when you say things like that? And I think that you make a terrific point in opening up an opportunity for men to be a stronger ally of their female co-workers in, in the workplace. And we talk about that a lot about men as our allies in this community. And I, I think what holds me back, admittedly, uh, you know, I'll be fully transparent is the response that I might get after I try to offer something constructive like that. It's been a journey for me. So I'll say that I, I'm going through some coaching myself, right? And, and I'm trying to get more comfortable, you know, and it's, it's something for a woman, it's hard for us to do. It's, it's hard for us to, to give feedback. It's hard for us to speak up, um, working on my confidence as well, because I think, you know, as, as ladies, we really do need to be confident and, and speak up or, you know, we, we could just, you know, be quiet, but then what good is that, right? So um, I think in, at first it, it was very uncomfortable, I will say, but you know, after doing it a couple of times, I, I think we'll, you know, you kind of get used to it. You kind of see how, you know, you're just asking, hey, can I give you some feedback, right? You're saying mm -hmm. it kind of politely, you know, and you know, just want to give you some, some feedback. You're not saying, you know, criticism or, hey, that was, you know, rude. You're, you're kind of setting it up. Hey, let me give you some feedback, you know, in that mm -hmm. meeting that we were in. And I think it's really on how you approach the situation as well. I agree. I think that, you know, in situations like that too, what, what I have learned and maybe feel a little bit more comfortable with, that's kind of a stepping stone to this, that I need to get the confidence to do a little bit more is to try my best to be aware of the other female voices in the room or at the table, right. And say, you know, Hey, so-and-so female, what do you think about this situation or what would you recommend to try and, you know, pull more voices of, of female voices into the conversation? Exactly. Right. Amelia, do you have any thoughts on, on that? Yeah, I actually, a couple weeks ago, saw someone handle something like this, kind of what you're saying, Kylie, um, really in a way that I was really impressed with. And I took note of it. One of um, the females on a call I was on got cut off and her boss um, said, you know, I actually want to hear what so-and-so's point actually was because we didn't get to it. Mm -hmm. And I was just astounded by that. Like, I agree, we need to be better allies to each other. And if we see that happening, we need to speak up on behalf of our other female voices. I completely agree. And I think that the more women that have the confidence or the awareness to do that, the better off we all are, right? Because the more say we have in these conversations that, you know, we have great points to make and, and good things to contribute. So I completely agree. So Tara, you mentioned uh, in your introduction that you've got two kiddos at home, right? And in kind of conversing before this conversation started even, um, can you help us to talk through kind of your experience with balancing family life and kids and, um, and your career changes and the pivots that you might've made, you know, going from Louvrezal to Goodyear or teaching and, you know, how that's been different and, and the support you've received throughout these different experiences? Sure, absolutely. So I will say, you know, I don't know if balance ever really exists. You know, obviously I, I really do strive my best to, to focus and make both my kids as well as my, my work a priority. Um, I will say that, you know, being present is really important to me. So when I'm working, being completely present, 
And, you know, with, when I'm with my kids being, you know, super present with them, I think for, you know, when they were first born, I, I will be honest, it was, it, it was a, it was a juggle. And, you know, I felt myself when I was at work, I was worrying about them. When I was with them, I was worrying about work. And, you know, I'm still obviously practicing kind of what is the best, um, what is the best way to, to obviously focus on, on both of them. And I think, you know, I've just learned being present is important in, in each of those functions. Um, I've always been supported, I would say, from, from all of my managers, which I think is very critical being a mom, um, both male and female managers I've had. Um, you know, I've also currently, I, I do report to my director as a mother of two and I do think it helps when you do, you know, have other mothers in the workforce as well. You know, you kind of understand, you know, each other's situation. Um, and I would say, so part of my reason I moved from Lubrizol, I absolutely loved my job and loved my career, um, was the, the time away. You know, I was commuting way, way too often. And so that was time away from my children. So, you know, my career move was really for my children. And so I think, you know, it, you can have both. I think it's very important. Um, work is, is, has always been a priority to me as well as my family. Um, but I would say, you know, I've, I've been pretty lucky to have been supported, uh, you know, by, by friends and by, you know, coworkers. Um, and I would say, you know, if, if you're not getting supported, obviously look at the root cause, because I think, you know, once again, it's, it's very important that our culture today supports women and, you know, having families. Um, you know, I'm, I'm very happy that, you know, I've been very um, lucky to find all of those things, but I know some, some friends of mine have not been so lucky. And, you know, I just, I, my feedback is, you know, maybe assess the situation and, you know, what is the root cause for you not getting support? Um, and, you know, when you look down to it, you know, is it your manager? Is it the company? Is it the culture? You know, you really do need to assess all of those things. And, you know, if something, if you find out it's the company's culture, they just don't appreciate women who, who try to work, you know, um, then I, maybe it's time for a change. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I think, you know, asking for help also is very critical. Um, you know, as, as a mother, I think, you know, whether it be babysitting or helping around the house, you know, I think it's, it's okay to lean in and, and ask for help at, at times when you, when you need it. I think that's great. I think a follow-up question I have for you in this is we've been in such a unique situation with COVID. I'm taking this call from my bedroom. You guys are, are back in the office, you know, sparingly, right? With kids at home because of COVID um, and you probably at home, you know, at times as well, was there anything that is worth kind of sharing to our community and our mothers within our community that you found really helpful to, you know, manage this? You know, maybe it's not a perfect balance, like we said, and that's something to acknowledge as well, but is there anything that you found really helpful to kind of be able to manage through this kind of really unique environment the last year and a half? Yeah, absolutely. So I would say when kind of the world really did shut down there for a while, right? When yeah, we were at home, obviously my kids' daycare was, you know, shut down. Um, obviously my kids were there and I would really have to give kudos to my management who really allowed for flexibility. Um, so, you know, my, my team was furloughed. I was kind of the only person left and obviously I have two kiddos at home. And so, you know, she was really allowing flexibility. So really was kind of momming all day and kind of working all night, um, which wasn't the ideal situation, especially there's a lot of lack of sleep there, but you know, that, that flexibility allowed me to, to really do both things. Um, and I think, you know, being understanding is, is extremely critical and being flexible. You know, it's, 
the, the work hours are obviously, you know, there, but I think making sure that we understand, you know, it's, it's the work that needs to get done. And as, as opposed to maybe the, the time, you know, the hours that they're getting done in. And I think during the pandemic, that was really critical to allow for that flexibility because, you know, our, our management here understood that many of us had kids at home and we're trying to juggle both priorities. And so um, that flexibility definitely was, was very critical and, and helpful for me to, to manage both things at the time. I, I appreciate your willingness to be more real about, you know, some, you had to mom during the day and work in the afternoons or, or make it work, however. And I think my experience in this pandemic has been, you know, for folks, you know, in my executive leadership teams that I'm seeing taking calls from, you know, their home offices and things like that. To me, it was a very humanizing thing. It was at the end of the day, we're all people. And we're all just doing everything we can to, you know, be successful in the jobs that we like to do and, and to be with our families at, at the same time, too. So um, I think for me, this has been something that has given, like you said, me the, the ability to be aware of the flexibility that everyone has and that, you know, we're all just living our lives and we're all people, too. So um, I think that's a positive I've taken away from, you know, all of the crazy environment we've been with the pandemic. Absolutely. No, I, I think that that's, that's super pivotal. And I think, you know, whether it be momming or, or taking care of, you know, the elderly, I think we've, we've all kind of had different situations throughout the, the pandemic. And I think it, it definitely taught us that the world can change in a pinch. And, you know, I think we were all willing to flex and, you know, be ready for, for what, what it meant to, to take on. And so um, kudos to everyone out there, you know, we're, we're making it through and hopefully things are looking better. Yeah. Kudos to you, Tara, for being a mom and, and doing, doing your work at the same time. I mean, it's, it's a feat in and of itself for, for everyone out there. And I think that maybe the, the pandemic shed a little bit more light on that too. And I hope that, you know, as we start to return back into the office, that flexibility is more recognized and we're able to move forward and take away, you know, some of these learnings while we've all been at home as well. So Amelia, do you have anything to add to that conversation? I'm just totally in awe of you, Tara, that you were like a, you know, preschool teacher during the day and then still was able to do your, your job. I mean, we hear these crazy statistics about how women have closed the wage gap under the age of 30, but it's really widened during the pandemic over the age of 30 because so many women had to step away from their careers. And I'm sure that you know, there were days for you that you were absolutely exhausted and I am just completely in awe. Like there were days in the pandemic, it was hard for me to take care of myself and do I agree. much the less like little ones. Mm -hmm. You're superwoman. Oh, not superwoman, but thank <laughs> you. <laughs> but you know, I, I think that's another important thing, Amelia is, you know, when we feel good, um, you know, then we can make others feel good. And so I think that that's another thing I took away. So, you know, a practice I've started doing is kind of giving me 15 minutes a day is not a lot of time, but focusing on myself, because obviously after the pandemic, I, I will say there was, you know, there, there was a lot taken out of me, right. And I think having that me time to make sure that that I'm feeling good, you know, so that I can kind of come to work refresh, and then, you know, afterwards, get my kiddos and, and you know, be in a good mindset. So, so that's also a little, you know, key takeaway that the pandemic kind of, kind of taught me to, to, to carve out some time for ourselves as well, because, you know, we're, we're humans too. And, 
you know, everyone gets burned out. I think many of us have worked, you know, many, many hours um, being virtual and being home. And, and it's important to also take time for ourselves as well. I know we ask what you do in that 15 minutes. Absolutely. So mostly um, I've been reading, um, you know, mostly have been reading a lot. And I will say, you know, also just, you know, working out, whether it be, you know, walking, um, trying to, to move a little bit more as opposed to, you know, sitting most of the day. Um, so I would say those are the two biggest things that, that I've done. Awesome. Yeah, I think that you mentioned kind of burnout a little bit. And I think that everyone has gone through the ebbs and flows and the roller coaster that is like having the freedom and the flexibility because we're at home due to COVID, but also having the desk in your, you know, home office, in your living room, in your room to the point where you can just open that computer and keep working all hours of the day. Right. And then you can't detach and making the awareness that you need to. Um, I know, you know, for me, that absolutely has been kind of a roller coaster of, of making that time. So just making, you know, even if it's just 15 minutes, that's still something where you're focusing on yourself. And like you said, I am a firm believer of you need to make sure that you're happy before you're able to make, you know, other people happy and in the most effective ways. And so um, you're preaching to, to the choir here with me. I'm, you know, all ears to that. So um, perfect segue, though, into kind of how we always wrap up these conversations, Tara, and, and that we open it up for any other closing comments or recommendations. Some folks use this as a chance to recommend, you know, books they're reading or podcasts they're listening to as well. Um, but want to give you a moment to kind of just, uh, you know, let us know what, what's on your mind and, and close out to the community here. Sure. So I would say, you know, don't, don't be afraid to speak up and, and be confident. I mean, I, I mentioned, you know, I'm, I'm still kind of working through that, that journey through my career coaching, but you know, it, it is a little nerve wracking at first, but you know, I, I promise, you know, if we, if we all kind of, you know, do it together. I think as a community of ladies, we can really, you know, um, you know, move mountains, I'll say. Um, and I, I would say, you know, one thing that's really worked for me is um, after the pandemic, I would say kind of early this year, really focusing on creating a career map, you know, at a rough one with some milestones and, and really just, I mean, obviously I have my, my individual you know, development plan, but just seeing that, that map and kind of really know where I'm going. Um, and so I'll, I'll, I'll leave you guys with a quote from Dr. Seuss. Um, so you're off to great places. Today is your day. Your mountain is waiting. So get on your way. So, I mean, ladies, you know, we can move mountains, <laughs> whatever your journey is. I think, you know, let's be confident and, and we can get there. Um, one book I'm reading, I would definitely recommend is it's called Designing Your Life. It's by Bill Burnett and Dave Evans. They're um, Stanford professors. There is some great tools in there to just ensure you're on the right path. Um, you know, it talks a lot about flow and just kind of, you know, days just kind of pass by and you're just, you know, they're, they're just moving because you're, you're, you're just working and, and, and enjoying it. And so I would say, you know, it's a really empowering book and, you know, it really goes through um, kind of that process of, of building a meaningful life. And so I would definitely recommend that to, to the community here. I'm taking all these notes. So I'm, I have nothing to add to that. That was terrific. I, I really appreciate your time, Tara. Um, and, and we'll be, you know, eager to share some of these recommendations in, in our summaries with the rest of our community. Thank you so much, Tara, you know, for your insights here. And uh, thank you for being a part of this community. Your insights have been great today.
Well, thank you so much, ladies. I really appreciate it and uh, appreciate the opportunity. Thank you.